Hi there, ho there, friends. Hi there, ho there, friends. It's so nice to see you. <laughs> or, or imagine that we're seeing you. Imagine that we're seeing you. Imagine that we're seeing each other. In your mind's eye. This is that not a podcast today. It is a guided meditation. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get my didgeridoo. <laughs> I take you on a journey. Um, I'll get your didgeridoo if you get my rain stick. Yes. Oh my god, we all have to lie down on the floor without proper spine support. <laughs> oh, breathe in deeply through your belly button. I'm done with all that shit. Oh man. I'm Jen Ponton. I'm Lillian Bustle. And once upon a time, this was all the fucks. <laughs> I feel, I feel like, again, I feel like the, um, we're rolling with the moments and our, our, our fucks are transitioning. <laughs> That's it. That's transitioning fucks. That's right. Transitional fucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, throughout our entire lives, that's all we've done is roll with the punches and transitioned and, and cared too much about all of it. So uh, the way we're adapting is very rapid, isn't it? Yes. Like yeah, for sure. I've it's already, warning. I've already. Jen and I were talking about how like we don't, we straight up don't remember how to do all the things we used to do a month ago. Like <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I have no skill sets anymore. Um, my brain is mush. I have got to, I've got to pick up a brain teaser game. I have to. I have to. You are the only thing that's keeping me sharp. Everything else is just like swirling around the toilet. Same. I, um, I haven't read I, a single thing. Oh, I've, I've been, been I've intermittently. Been... <laughs> you go. In my mind's eye, I, I like the idea. However, all I'm doing is laughing with you and losing time. Yeah, in like a profound way. I turn around <laughs> and it's six p.m. and I'm like, "What the oh, yeah. fuck is happening?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing has actually happened. No. Nope. No. So you know, like <laughs> those feel like good reasons to not have have been reading as much as I wanted to. I know it's better. Yeah, I need I need to buckle down. We'll take a look at a couple of things. Um, somebody was talking about, um, uh, 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 oh, Pat, Pat Conroy, I think I've mentioned on this podcast before. Yes, Just we've talked about Pat authors. Conroy. Yeah, and there was a question on Jeopardy, which I'd love to watch, um, that was about the movie of the great Santini. Now, I'm not a huge fan of um, movie to film all the time, and I think that I've bitched about the Prince of Tides one before, which is terrible. <laughs> However... Um, I might give the great Santini another read. That's what that prodded me to. My favorite, my favorite part of a Pat Conroy book, and I did read the Prince of Tides and then I read beach music and I don't think I've read. Beach music's my favorite. My father loved beach music so much. He would not shut up about it for like 20 years. And I finally (laughs) listened to it. I listened to his book on tape version. Um... Uh, uh, posthumously for him and like I thought it was about, supposed to be like a sweet father-daughter story but then of course oh, no. it ended up being some fucking Pat Conroy situation and I was like oh, of course like this 
whole time I've been avoiding it because I thought it would be like, oh, so many feelings and all this unresolved shit. Like, just getting, like, in a pinata. <laughs> but in a no. pinata. No. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to jot down inner pinata. We're going to want to come back to that one. Inner pinata. <laughs> um, so good. Uh, so good. Uh, we, <laughs> um, read. <laughs> Stay in school, kids. Make sure you keep reading. Um, <laughs> or else this I will mean, happen to you. Yes. Uh, You'll get famous and make a podcast together and it'll be the end of the world. (laughs) Yes. We brought about the end of the world. It's our fault. We fucking called down this thunder. I have updates from Spidercast. Oh. Tell me. I have have delightful updates. So the the long and the short of it is that uh, I don't know how, none of us know how long anything is going to be happening. And I was thinking about doing some starter plants um like cutting up some grape tomatoes and just putting them in like little egg containers with some soil and seeing how many sprout and then moving them to a larger pot blah blah blah. I'm not super great at gardening but I enjoy it very much and I was gonna do that with like tomatoes and cucumbers and probably put some lettuces and water and like celery and water uh gonna let an onion do its thing and so I, today, I was like, well, I guess it's time to go into the shed to get my pots, um, which I dread because the shed is full of spiders. Oh, full of spiders. No, 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 no. Oh my God. Well, remember the spider. Remember the spider in, in your purse? Head. Jen, remember in the spider head. in your purse? <laughs> <laughs> in my head, the shed is full of spiders. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that way because I used to have dreams about the spiders in the shed of my childhood home. <laughs> and my parents oh. would make, and um, in my dream, my parents would make me go live in the shed. <laughs> no. This is taking an unforeseen turn. Anyway, the bottom line is I go into the shed expecting there to be spiders. And I go in and there are shockingly not spiders. And I'm like, oh, delightful. Or at least wherever they are because they're obviously there. It's not where I can see them. I'm I'm shuddering right now. Go on. (laughs) And then I go to get my uh, my bag of um, of soil and like it's on the patio and I pull it towards me and it's all warm and it's peeping. And I look inside and these birds have made a nest in there and I'm looking at a bunch of foofy baby birds. (gasps) Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> so now I have a bunch of baby birds. <laughs> oh. It's warm and it's peeping. It's <laughs> they're so fucking cute. They're oh so goodness. fucking cute. Um oh. and they're you know, like they're developed enough that they're they're foofy as opposed to like just eyes and a beak. Yeah, the ba- some... baby, baby, newborn baby birds, like fresh Newborn hatched. baby birds are more dinosaur than... They're dinosaurs. Than... <laughs> yes. Um, uh, related but unrelated, have you ever seen a pelican in real life? Like, close up? I... This is not a trick question. <laughs> no? It's not a test. No, they're just the most dinosaur motherfuckers 
you ever saw in your oh, whole shit, life. Pelicans really? are pelicans are terrifying. They are big. Um, there was one just like fucking bonking around in the street in St. Augustine. I remember I was trying to cross the street and this I guy was like, I was ask you if this was a Florida story. Yeah, of course it's a Florida <laughs> story. <laughs> God, I hope there's anything left of Florida after this. Um, just palm trees and pelicans. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yep. Let, let them have it back. Um, now this guy was like crouch, like crouch waddling across the street, and, and it took me a minute to realize that he was trying to herd a pelican who was in the middle of the street back onto the sidewalk. But what was actually happening is like there was a man that was like crouch walk running at me, and then the pelican no. was running at me. No. <laughs> and it was no, all no. a whole fucking lot to take in, and and yeah, I was like maybe two feet away from this pelican, and it looked like oh, it would have come God. up come up at least to my knee like it was big and i was like oh i don't want it that again no 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 <laughs> maybe in a zoo just think about their that eyes and their pelican. teeth oh do pelicans have teeth oh yeah wow. yeah yeah they've what? got little saw teeth on i'm almost certain oh no i might no, be no. bullshitting no Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like, no. I mean, just like geese do, right? Like, geese have well, little teeth. Oh, geese teeth are terrifying. All right, well, now I have to look up pelican teeth. I'm pretty sure pelicans have those little tiny sharp teeth along the ah! of their do giant not bucket Google. mouth. Do not Am I Google right? pelican teeth. Am I? <laughs> now I'm totally Googling no! pelican teeth. I'm doing no. it. You can't stop me. <laughs> pelican no. teeth. <laughs> Oh, God. Pelican cool. teeth. This is why I, do, I don't even need to watch horror movies. Like, I don't <laughs> that fucking horrifies and scars me just in my day-to-day life. Oh, no. Oh, the goose uh, teeth is bad enough. There is a, there's a thick piece from 2016 that says, Inside the beak of a pelican, like being tapped by a wooden rasp. The tiny teeth are for draining water from its throat pouch when the pelican folds its wings. Oh, no. Sorry, you know who my favorite words are now? Throat pouch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) I'm going to jot that down with inner pinata. <laughs> no, these pictures. What the fuck? No. Oh, oh let's, let's do no. let's do the show. Let's let's do the show. Wait, what's think the about show? <laughs> the thing where we talk about stuff. Oh my god. Wait, hang on. Lillian, what? I had no Okay, so I I'm now looking at a like a National Geographic picture of a pelican and I did not realize, okay, you know the way a diva cup works? Yes. <laughs> I didn't realize the bottom of its bucket mouth was like a diva cup. Oh, I can't even pull it up again. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text it to you. <laughs> I'm going to text you. Now you're inflicting. I do not consent to this. <laughs> Are you sure? You need, yeah, you can. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just joking. <laughs> I didn't use our safe word yet, so you can go ahead and just lay it on me. 
Oh, Christ on a trike. We were going to talk about... <laughs> we were going to talk about best friends today. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about pelicans. No, <laughs> and it's fine. Cups. It's fine. That's... That's... <laughs> Um, Do you think that pelican is thinking about you, Jen? That pelican has no time for you. Why are you wasting your time on that pelican? Because that is literally the theme of my life, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dwelling on pelicans. Oh, fuck. Um, Fuck, fuck, fuck. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about best friends today, which is really exciting because you know what? Like, this is the happiest part of the last month for either of us. I know. Um, and it's really great. And we're excited that we get to share it with you. We hope and I wanna... that you... Uh, go for it. Go for it. Oh, I just wanted to really quick thank... I know a lot of people who are actually listening every day. Like, every day. Mm-hmm. And I love you guys. And I get texts from all of you all the time. And it's such a fucking treat. Like, sometimes when I haven't even checked in to see what, what you posted today, I've already got people texting me saying Aww, little jokes from the show. what are you getting? That's so cute. I know. I know. So, anyway. Thanks, you guys. I love you. Oh, Hooray. Um, we're happy we can share this with you. We hope it, we hope it helps. We, um, we hope that you have this person in your life too, who has just been your like spot of levity and a source of joy. (sighs) Yay. And, uh, I mean, you and I celebrate each other literally constantly. So I think Uh. we can tell you about, um, some of the grandest people who have been in our lives and some good stories, please. (laughs) um i would like to real quick start with uh, a story about one of my current best friends in the whole world um and that would be shauna um and this is uh i love her so much i'm so happy that she's in my life um uh she and uh her wife my friend emily are incredible people and they live right down the street and back when we used to get to see people, we saw them all the time. It's the sweetest <laughs> fucking thing on earth. We we went to we met each other at Bush Gardens. We were working at Bush Gardens. Had a great great time. We um we were pretty close. Like there were all of us sort of had many 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 friends at the time. But we we hung out. We had a great time. She always made me laugh, fucking hysterically. Uh, and then years later, ye a couple years later, so she, I found out she had actually been like to Switzerland and she had, she'd been traveling and performing all over the place and had wound up, um, like man as a manager of a store on Staten Island. I had no idea we had lost touch with each other entirely. So Don and I were driving this on the New so Jersey wild. turnpike. Oh, God, I, I know this. Don and I were driving on the New Jersey turnpike, um, coming home from something. And I just looked out the window which is great because if I if it was this day and age, I'd probably be fucking around on my phone in the passenger seat. Yeah, but, exactly. Right? We might not have seen each other at all. Um, I looked out the window and I was like, boop, boop, boop. How funny. That girl looks like a girl I used to be friends with. Boop, 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 boop. And I looked again and I was like, that really looks like Shauna. And I was like, that's weird. I miss her. And then so like the car, like the cars were driving at different speeds. 
And I told Don, and I was like, sort of talking about her a little bit. I was like, oh, I really miss her. I should really. And so all of a sudden, the other car pulls up right beside us, and the person in the driver's seat is frantically waving with their mouth open. And I, I was like, uh, and she's like going, pull over, pull over, pull over. So like we pulled over on this, on the, <laughs> on the shoulder, side of the turnpike, <laughs> on the side of the turnpike, <laughs> like very close, to, just before a toll. Um, and just, it was so great. We like ran into each other's arms. Oh, it was ballpark. So how many fun. years had gone by since you had uh, seen each other? That was probably two thousand and two or three. And I have probably not seen her, really seen her since like 98. Aww. So four or five years. I love it. Yeah, it was it was really great. And we had emailed a little bit for a while, but I had definitely lost touch with her. Um, anyway, it was great. And then we stuck. And then we couldn't get unstuck. <laughs> Thank goodness. <sighs> Thank goodness. And now we do all kinds of stuff together. And we're neighbory neighbors, and it's so good. Um, but she was one of the people at, uh, in, in Threadneedle Fair at Bush Gardens that, like, um, uh, just those people where you can sit down and you can either dump your guts out to them or you can sit down and talk about nothing, and it's fine. And it's perfect. And it's, like, the best, the best time that you've ever had with anybody. Oh, and I feel like you didn't really have people in your life like that, especially at the time. I had I had very few, but it wasn't quite Threadneedle Fair. I don't not I had friends back at my high school who were amazing, and the ones who really got me, I could definitely count on one hand. Um, and they were incredible, and they were yeah. fucking ride or die. But when I met the Threadneedle people, I was like, oh, good, there's more. <laughs> oh, thank God. And it yeah. was like people right. people who, um, were like improv silly and theater dorky um and just like snarky we were mean at the time <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. i had a very mean mean sense of humor when i was a teenager but boy was i fucking hilarious um but uh yeah i uh, when you can like shimmy down into like a pile of five or six people who are just the funnest people and you know you can just laugh and laugh and laugh that's one of the reasons why I didn't do drugs or drink when I was a teenager I had friends that made me feel like I was high all the time oh a thousand percent yes yes all right you go um I mean my absolute my favorite thing that Shauna says about you she calls you both womb to tomb, and it is my yeah. favorite thing. And I feel very womb to tomby about um, about uh, Gabby. Um, mm. She and I have been fucking inseparable, even though we've been three thousand miles apart for fourteen years now. We have wow. been nigh inseparable since I was fourteen. And I got interested in forensics and I went to the first forensics club meeting and she was there and she was just, she was so tiny with these giant bug glasses and she wore her hair in little tiny nubs on the top of her head and she was so self-possessed and knew exactly who the fuck she was. 
and she was a year older than me oh my god yes yes and she just found me and plucked me up and was like hi i'm gabby (laughs) and i was like oh it's you oh it's you i was waiting for you (laughs) fucking seriously yes so we immediately hit it off um and uh i got super close with her and uh her best friend kelly and the the three of us all went to their prom together and we hung out constantly and we actually we would pass a <laughs> we would pass around a notebook with each other uh that was like us writing crazy notes to each other and we just called it the notebook and oh nice <laughs> so now we have a group chat that's called the notebook <laughs> yes <laughs> and we still just scream laughing there <laughs> oh god that's so good and um I, it was great and so like Gabby I mean just Gabby was Brittany always loved the shit out of me um just like unconditional unconditional total love for who I was um and Gabby like was the first one to find that level of weird and be like oh my level of weird matches your level of weird. And I was like, yes. oh, my God, that's a thing. Yay. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when you didn't know that that was even a thing? Oh, my like, God. Oh, I guess yes. I'm swimming alone in this abyss. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially because, uh, and, you know, I feel like I've, I feel like I've maybe overstated a little too much. I've been looking at some class photos from my elementary school. There are a lot of people who were really totally okay. But, you know, like... It gets very colored by the people who are who were just awful. Yeah, and when there's I enough that. of them, it yeah. can paint a, with a very large brush. So yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> but those kids, while there were a lot of really nasty ones uh, in my class, everybody was also very, like, kind of Stepford, oh. kind of Stepford uh, by like and large, classic? like. A little bit plastic, not necessarily that they were all these, like, you know, gorgeous children with shit tons of money, but it's just, like, everybody was largely kind of the same. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, lar- largely. And how do you, so, how do you, no, how do you pronounce uh, the word H-O-M-O-G-E-N-E-O-U-S? I'm pretty sure that's how you say that. Homogenous. That's how I do too. I heard someone say homogeneous the other day and they weren't British. And I was like, oh, but I mean, I'm sure it's one of those things where you can pronounce it multiple ways, but I've never heard it before. Yeah. I mean, I'm never going to be the one to be like, that's not right. Because I said facade for like 16 years. Oh, that's (laughs) allowed. That's correct. It looks like facade. I didn't know. (laughs) I thought segue was spelled S-E-G-W-A-Y. And I thought, sure. that, I thought, and then eventually it was when it became a scooter. Right. And S E G U E was a seg. A seg. I thought that was, I thought that was its own thing. Sure. And I, I would say it. I would be like, well, let's seg into this. And I think people thought I was doing like some short, kitschy version of segue. Oh my God. You would be that cool though. Oh, let's seg into this. I am, we'll I am just, pretty we'll cool. Have little, we'll have a little jam sesh. Have a little seg. <laughs> a little sesh. Actual cash. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, 
yeah, so, uh, yes, it was very homogenous in my teeny, 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 tiny hometown. Uh, everybody felt sort of largely the same. Nobody really stuck out. I stuck out. And Gabby absolutely stuck out. And she was just so self-possessed about it. Like, uh, she she owned it. She owned yeah. her confidence and and um and 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 owned how she how she felt about herself she owned that she was a badass she owned that she was hot she owned all of it and that was deeply exciting and fascinating to me sure and yep. i just loved the shit out of her and of course i could support her on all of those points for days and weeks and months and eternity but um i wanted to learn so badly how to do that for myself. And I feel like she was really, she was like the first person who was like, are you fucking kidding me? No, you're gorgeous. You're amazing. You're going to get out there. They're going to be the boys. It's going to happen. And I was like, Yay. wait, no one has ever told me this before. So she oh. was like, yeah, huge, hugely important, continues That's to be great. enormously important. And, like, the the crazy fucking shit we've done together. We've been prom nah. dates. We spent every fucking moment together. We we ushered in Y2K together. She and Kelly and I. We, oh. <laughs> we had a big sleepover uh, ah. when it turned 2000. And, um, and then we ate Texas toast in the morning. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you did. Fuck yeah, we did. That's amazing. It was great. Yeah. And she... what was I doing on Y2K? Mm, that's an interesting question. Uh, 99 into 2000, I was in college, so I would have been home. I honestly don't know. Huh. Must Are you at least you have a Texas toast memory. I got nothing. <laughs> mm. uh, I Go have on. more than that. You know what's fucking weird? Mm. Um, so that whole. The whole morning of January 1st, 2000, I just uh-huh. had this sinking feeling. And, like, my parents were supposed to pick me up, and we were supposed to go from Gabby's to a family friend's New Year's Day party. Mm-hmm. And I, they keep not arriving, and my parents were very punctual. And they keep not arriving. And I'm like, I'm really concerned. And everybody is like, you don't know, it's New Year's Day. Like, it's all good. It's fine. And I'm like, no, something is wrong. Something mm-hmm. like something bad has happened and I'm trying their house. I'm trying our house. <laughs> I'm trying our house and nobody's picking up the phone. And of course there, there are no cell phones for normal people. So that's not an option. And I'm just mm-hmm. like the anxiety is creeping, creeping, taking over. I'm in a sheer panic. And the woman who shows up on the stoop is the EMT uh, who, what, who used to babysit me. The mom oh. of the girls oh. who lived on the farm who oh, made no. me watch Grease a lot. Uh-huh. And she's like, Jenny, everything's okay. Your parents are at the hospital. I'm oh. going to take you home or you can Fuck. stay here. Um, they had been in a car accident with uh. a motorcycle at a at a challenging intersection. Oh, no. And it was like right before Gabby's house. They were... Half a mile away. Oh, um, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I do I do remember why she came. But they were okay. Well. They were okay. Yeah, they were okay. They were okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. No, they That's were so all right. scary. Ugh. Oh, my God. It was bananas. 
And yeah, I was just I've... like, no, I know this in my gut. This is this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Gosh. On one hand, though, it's also nice that your family was so predictable that someone being really late to pick you up was a, 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 a warning sign to you. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. There were zero red flags for that for me. No. Nope. <laughs> no, that was a level of stability that I had. <laughs> for sure. I knew that they would be there. And then everything would be awful, but I knew that they'd be there. (laughs) (laughs) I like uh, consistency. I crave consistency. I just want to know, like, you can be a total dirtbag. I just need to know what I'm walking into. Um, So I spent Y2K with Gabby. We had a little, we had a little acapella group that we called Big Crash. And it was just she and I and our friend Lindsay. Nice. <laughs> and uh and we performed at our coffee houses. I mean, I oh. spent every yeah, yeah. <laughs> we spent like every waking moment together and um I mean, she's just she's the shit. She's the shit. And I haven't been able to be near her with any consistency um really since she went to Long Island for school. Uh, so that, I mean, that's been 18, 17, 18 years. Oh my God, I feel but so But isn't that old. amazing when you can talk to somebody? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, without question. And we text constantly and she lives in Los Angeles and I see her, like she is my absolute non-negotiable when I'm out there, without question. Nice. And, um, and for my, for my birthday two years ago, she, um, <laughs> she texted me and she's like, I wanted to let you know I got something for your birthday. And she sends me a picture of the inside of her left arm. I'm left-handed and just above her, just below, just below her elbow, right around her elbow on the inside of her arm is my nickname in a bowl of soup. <laughs> like alphabet soup? Um, it, to me, it looks like tomato soup. Oh. But who knows? <laughs> like soup is kind of a soup is, I mean, soup is seven layers of inside jokes for us. Oh, soup is so subjective. Who can say? <laughs> <laughs> And I was down the shore for that birthday and, uh, and I just, I burst into tears and I was like, oh my God. And like, she has, I, there are a few, there are a few human bodies with tattoo collections that I just think are astoundingly beautiful. And hers, she is one of the well, the most well curated tattoo, uh, tattoo havers I have ever known and I love everything that she gets and now I get to be a part of that which is really exciting yay, yay. I want to get a whole bunch of tattoos when this is over I have had some things sort of swirling around in my head for a while Ooh. and this is like really sort of putting me over the edge I had something that I so the tattoo that I have is um, this will be a good seg <laughs> 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 uh, I have a tattoo that I have a matching tattoo with a friend um and it is uh, a little chubby fairy that's on my hip oh what? uh and she has a matching one um a friend pointed out that it looks like an asian i'm gonna say chinese symbol for for big 
Um, oh. And it looks like it, like the the symbol itself looks sort of like a stick figure with no head, with its legs spread out and its arms spread wide, like it's going to give you a big hug. And that is what this fairy's body looks like. And <gasps> yeah, I he love was like, that. he was like, I love that you mo- that you modeled it after this. And I was like, I'm sorry, what are you talking about? And he was like, What? Oh, look at this! And I was like, Holy shit! <laughs> strangely prescient but um the person person who has the tattoo that matches mine is my friend alicia also known as lish and she Ah. she's the my friend who i was like oh god we can swap clothes and we she i want to say that we were like hanging out after school probably in the parking lot waiting for parents to pick us up and i just saw her and i was like oh god she's the coolest Where'd she come from? And I think that she was like wearing maybe either either a tie-dyed shirt or a flowy pleasant peasant blouse. Those were the things that we wore then. And um, yes. she had a cool, some sort of cool necklace and she had cool glasses and she just like had this big old laugh and she was so pretty. And I don't, I think one of our, I don't remember what happened, but we started talking and then we wound up in the same circles, which was great because it's hard sometimes when you see someone, you're like, I want to be that person's friend, but then there's no proximity and you don't get to see them again. Right, it all worked right. Out. We became buddies, um, I guess, sophomore year uh, in high school, maybe junior year. And she and I have been really, really close ever since then. And she's in Iowa now with her adorable, handsome Viking man. Um, but we have... We've been through some crazy shit together, and she is one of those people that I can text at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, it it doesn't matter if she's up or not. If she is, she will call me. Um, Oh. And, yeah, I just love her. I love her. We had a a falling out that that is rather complicated, and then after 9-11, she knew that I was up. (laughs) Always. Um. After 9-11, she knew that I was up here, and she got in touch with my mom to make sure that I was okay, and then she called me. Um, And so that was how we got back together, and we hashed everything out. And then, not long after that, maybe like a year or two, um, my mom got really sick, and she was still living near where my mom lived, and I asked her if she would go make my mom go to the fucking doctor. And she did. She basically went and like scooped my mom out of the house and got her to go. And my mom had pneumonia. She had double pneumonia and she absolutely would have died if she hadn't gone to the hospital. As a matter of fact, she was still smoking up until the pneumonia. The pneumonia is what got her to quit because she was in the hospital for so long. Right. Right. So anyway, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's amazing. You would love the shit out of her. Oh I'm my certain. god! What I'm a certain. fucking dream come true for the three of us to be in a room together. Oh, <laughs> and you know she's buddies with Shauna too. Like, uh, all right, give me, give me one, give me one. I love it. I love it. Um, so I mean, this is kind of like this is kind of like tender to my heart. I had a lot of um, I had a lot of friends that I considered absolute. I, I, ride or dies in my eyes, um, from high school and college. And I've had, a have had a lot of friendship schisms and they've been very, very painful. Yeah. Um, 
it's been horrible. Uh, but I feel very, I, I mean, it makes me all the more thankful for the people who I've stayed close with and the people whom as an adult, I have come to absolutely adore like you. (laughs) Yeah. Like you. And, um, for the last 10 years now, this is wild. For the last 10 years, I have had a group of uh, of lady friends, and we are all over the map in age, uh, all the way from me and Beth, who are in our mid-late 30s, to um, the eldest of us is, I think, 66. And uh, we are a collective of six women and we call ourselves the geese oh the geese i love these are my geese and um my geese uh we were kind of we were assembled basically through um through a business seminar for artists and actors and we were sort of paired up as like buddies and what was initially this very perfunctory thing for accountability turned into very genuine friendships that's great Um, and basically we had like a couple little clusters going and each person from each cluster kind of knew someone in the other one and then we just came together that summer (laughs) oh my god um and then we were there were like at one point we had two guys in there and that was kind of a weird fit so they didn't last very long but like ultimately <laughs> this group of six women have been some of the best friends I have ever had. Oh, that's so great. And it has me reflect a lot on friendship because to a major extent I think so many of the people that have been in and out of my life, people that I cherished beyond comprehension um, I mean, I think, I think a Jen with a different level of confidence and a different understanding of friendship is the one who really cared about them. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who came from a very traumatic home, someone who really did not have any sense of actual, uh, of what friendship should be. Like, um, I shouldn't always feel like garbage for just for starters. Sure. <laughs> yep. You know, just like throwing that one out there. I yep. shouldn't always feel uh, disposable. or. <laughs> and But that was what I thought friendship was. That's what uh-huh. I thought friendship was for a really long time. Oh. Even though Brittany, like, was never like that. And Gabby was never like that. I had a lot of other friends um, that I would even say in retrospect, showed me exactly who they were in the beginning. Oh, and I God. Refused. Right? Uh-huh. Right? You're like, oh, look, it's been like this from the beginning. I taught these people to treat me like this. I accepted Absolutely. it. I allowed it from the beginning, thinking it was going to get better. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, the emotions obviously are going to be hard to navigate. Uh, Look, forever at this point is fine. Um, But I think the lessons are very real. And the lessons are that I am a different person now. And I'm willing to put up with far less. um, (laughs) I'm willing to put up with far less bullshit and disrespect. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and um, and manipulation. <laughs> yeah. And that's all that a number of those uh, meaningful friendships were to me. And so, um, so all that to say, people like you and, and, and to bring it back to the geese, these are all women that I have known as somebody who was in some stage who knew me in some stage of like working through that stuff and getting to a different place in my life and so nothing about these friendships has been about manipulation or making me feel small to make themselves feel big or having me grovel or you know ever like turning on me in order to make a power move it's always just been oh my god you're amazing Oh my god, I'm amazing too. Let's help each other be more amazing. That's like, great. Yeah. What? Yep. That's what friendship is. Now I oh. get why you people write songs about it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. I heard that's what friends are for, and I'm like, why? Why is this a song? Oh, like, oh gosh. <laughs> I don't oh. understand. Nothing feels this nice. Uh, <laughs> wow. I. I didn't have a ton of betrayal because I wasn't super close with a lot of people. Like I was so, uh, I did have a handful of friends that were like, everything's fine. And then they would categorically shut me out as a group with that power move. Girls are mean. Girls are so mean. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hate to lean into that, but yes, they are. Yeah. I went through a lot of really mean, very feminine shit. And again, I think it's why you and I also rejected girls for so long. Oh, yeah. And we're like, fuck it. Boys are less complicated. Spoiler alert, they're not. (laughs) Nope. No. Nope. They are not. They're just less... uh... Overt. (laughs) Yes. Because they don't make movies like Heathers about boys. (laughs) Ooh, they don't. They should. They don't. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I... Uh, I ha- I just want to, since we're on this, I had a friend, um, a friend group, and I don't even remember why I got cast out of this friend group, because who knows, and I may have even told you this about this before, but um, I still had to get in a car to carpool for maybe Girl Scouts or something with this girl, mm-hmm. and I remember... Um, going to her house and getting, my mom would take me to her house and then her parents would take me wherever we were going. And I remember, um, we were, her dad was a policeman. So we were riding in the cruiser, which has no locks in the back. Uh, and I remember getting locked in the back with this girl (laughs) (laughs) and she was like, she goes, my parents don't know that we're fighting. So while we're in the car, we're cool. Okay. And I was like, Okay. <sighs> and that was one of the moments where I realized that my life is not always my own. You know what I mean? Like yep, it yep. it is it is, but I I didn't know how to fight that kind of manipulation. I'm better yeah. now, but I still yes. fall into traps all the time where I'm like, "All right, I guess Same. this is what we're doing now." Right. Um right. And it made made me feel pathetic and it made me feel powerless and it made oh, me girl. so angry at her. Oh, you knew to feel angry. That's so good. Aww. I did not know to feel angry. 
I didn't know to feel angry until I was seriously like 30 years old. Like yeah. it was, it took a long fucking time. Yeah. It took a really long time. But yeah. I, I mean, the kind of stuff that I got from the geese was like, we were together professionally. And so there was always like, I would say the dominant focus 60-40. The dominant focus was how can we help each other as artists? And the secondary focus was like, oh my god, you're doing so good working through this stuff about your dad. Working through this stuff about your childhood. Working through this stuff about your hoarding tendencies. Like, I, I, just, like so it Acknowledging. was... Acknowledging. Yeah. Ac- acknowledgement. We were like a support... We are. We're like a support group and celebrating each other because uh. we all learned how to thrive and address like major things in our lives. And so I worked through a bunch of my friendship stuff with you, be- with them <laughs> and you. I worked through a bunch of my friendship <laughs> stuff with them because I had bad shit fall apart. Yeah. Um in the last 10 years and I, I just went to them like I don't why is this happening why are more of these people leaving and like we just dissected the fuck out of it wow that's great yeah so I love them they are they are such 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 wonderful friends I cherish them I cherish female friendships Finally, oh. <clears throat> and female friendships that you make as an adult are so different. Like Ooh, I, they're, they're so not good. It's well, and the folks that I have from my younger days, I will never let them go. But um, of course, there's a different. There's a. Uh, it's hard. I think. I think it's harder to make friends as an adult, especially in the New York tri-state area where everybody's running around doing their thing. Especially if you're drawn to people who are who do so much, like you and I are. If you're drawn yeah. to people who are doing 14 things and got all these plates in the air and you're like, oh, God, I want to be part of that energy, you really have to fight for somebody's time and attention. Like, you got you got to be like, mm-hmm. this is, listen, I know that we're meant to be, you know? <laughs> you have to, like, yeah. fucking yes. platonically sweep someone off their feet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You put a ring on it, girl. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> I was like, I'm locking that shit down. Lock that shit down. Carve out a bath bomb. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, the geese. I want to, I've only met oh, some geese. of them. I want to meet all of them. I, I love them. There are two of them in L.A. now and four of us in New York. Um, and I just, I, I absolutely cherish them. I absolutely cherish them. And it's really cool. It's really cool that it happens for all of us at such um, disparate times in our lives, you know? Like, we all learn so much from each other. I really love them. They're amazing. Um, I want to take a second and talk about my college crew. And and as I'm I want to know about your college (laughs) Oh. So as I'm saying all of this out loud, I realize that I'm probably going to leave someone out, and that's going to make me feel bad. Sure. I'm going to go ahead and do this anyway. Um, this is not uh, up to and including. <laughs> no, this, this is, is not, up to and including. Yeah, this is I not mean, like a comprehensive list of everyone who's ever meant something not. to me in my life. These are just people with fun stories. Anyway, um, in college, uh, <laughs> uh, I 
I, my, my roommates in college were terrible. I think that I've mentioned they used my sandals as ashtrays. They were horrible, horrible fucking people. We were overcrowded in the dorms. I, there were like three people in two bedroom in two people bedrooms. Um, so in the suite, then if it was supposed to be six people, then there, there were like eight people in the suite. In your crazy haunted hotel. Yes, in the crazy haunted hotel. Um, and these girls were like people who I had never seen women like this before. They all would like, they were, they, they're the reason why I started smoking completely because I was trying to find some common ground and everybody just sat in the, um, uh, the little vestibule part of our suite and, and like chain smoked all the time. And oh, shit. it was my fault because I chose a smoking room because I liked burning incense. And I figured <gasps> that I could get away with it in a smoking room. Because you oh weren't supposed to have Oh, my God. This is insane. So. <laughs> uh, then, like, I had smoked cloves before, but I didn't, like, I wasn't, like, a clove smoker. I was a clove bummer. I would, <laughs> I would get them from other people. Sure. Yeah, so you're these, not that pretentious. Right. So this one girl, this one girl was like super into S and M stuff, which is great. That's great, but I had never seen anything like it before. And she sure. had a picture. I will never forget this: a picture of a girl who was tied up, and she had this leather waist thing with a strap that was so tight up in her vulva that her like pussy lips were on the outside of this strap, <laughs> like one on Oof. each side. And I had it was like that makes me have to pee. I know, right? <laughs> um, again, like if that's your thing, absolutely. But I, I, I was like, I didn't know how to even talk about it, let alone have it up on my wall all the time. Not my wall, our wall, shared wall all the time. Um, and she was definitely very shock and awe that girl. But um, like, it, they would all go to the bathroom with the door open and like have cigarettes while they were peeing and like talking to each other while they were playing cards while someone's peeing. And <laughs> it, it, it was so, it blew my mind. Not only that like two or three of them that were like that, but they were all like that. Um, and so I didn't spend much time in the room and I became very close friends very quickly with my friend, April who lived right next door. And April is my friend who, Reminds me of Snow White. I've mentioned her before. She oh. is she is petite and she um, just – she has these big red lips and these pretty smiley squinty eyes and like dark, dark, thick hair and uh, just this little laugh that goes like <laughs> – um, Oh, my God. That's adorable. And her teeth are too small for her face and it's just – she's – the cutest fucking person and she's so smart and she wrote incredible poetry um and I was so and I actually think I might have found her because I found her slightly more Jesus-y roommate first it's possible or maybe we all met at the same time regardless April and I I was like oh you're you're it you're the one I'm hanging on to right away and she was so fascinating because she was like very sexually liberated and she was like I thought oh oh also she was from Long Island which is important because every time <gasps> I do her Long voice Island one. every time I do her voice it's gonna be a Long Island voice she was I like, love it I I thought that they were fucking making it up that we couldn't have boys in our room what the hell is this bullshit <laughs> blah 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 and she literally brought a she <laughs> she brought a drawer of fancy lingerie with her 
And anytime you would call her on something where I'd be like, it was, it was literally, we had to sign a thing about it. And she'd go, what? Mm. <laughs> like she, she would process it like, like, I hear you, I'm going to ignore you. And now I'm going to laugh. <laughs> uh... <laughs> and we both share the same sense of humor and our love of the absurd. And she was probably the first this is not insignificant. The first thin friend that I had had in a very long time. Oh, she was interesting. She I was, couldn't find fat friends. Um, I didn't not just very small. She was very petite. Um, and so it was like really fun and sweet and lovely for us to like, you know, it's college. We would snuggle together and cry. Oh. <laughs> Oh, she was great. We were roommates forever. She's in. She's still in Florida now. She's the best fucking kids. She's so cool. She's oh. never going to listen to this podcast. I just love her. But she and my friend Chris, who I've mentioned a million times, and I could have a whole, whole other friend podcast about him. Um, the three of us were like our core, and then we had radiated out from that. We had. Um, uh, four or five other really, really close friends. And we just all hung out all the time. It was not like, what are, like, who are we hanging out with on Friday? It was, what are we all going to do? Um, oh my God. And we just were like a weird tumbleweed of people <laughs> rolling like around the forever. Losers club or the sand It was. Or, we yeah. were. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Entirely. And we had, had that for a little while. It was really special. Oh, we had, I bailed one of them out of jail. Like, um, I found out about people's weird sexual proclivities, uh, by accident, not yucking anyone's yum. It's not weird. It was unusual to me at the time. I was like, I didn't know that people had sex with food. I didn't know. Um, and then you're like all of a sudden, and then this person comes out of the closet and then that person comes out of the closet. We're like, all this all makes sense anymore. And then one of them goes back in this closet, starts dating one of the girls, like (laughs) 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 who he married, by the way. Um, they're, they're very happy. Um, and just like helping each other pay rent and late, late nights at diners. Um, and I am now pretty much the linchpin for, for that group of people. Um, I am the one person who still talks to everybody. Wow. Um, I mean, they all talk, they don't not talk to each other. It's not like they're not speaking. No, I get but, it. I get know. it. Thing. It's just, it loosens. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's amazing. April's I don't know what college was for me, but it was not that. Oh, April's <laughs> definitely ride or die. I um That's awesome. Uh she uh had like a very she was like, I'm getting married when I first moved up to New York. She was like, Get married and I was like, Well, I'm gonna be there and she was like, You don't have to come and I was like, Are you I'm, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so um Chris was in Pennsylvania at the time and he drove up and got me from New York uh with his boyfriend and their two dogs. We drove down all night, straight through the night, literally rolled out of the car. I changed oh, clothes. God. We went to April's wedding on the beach where the guy who was marrying them was like a friend of her mom's. And he had a beeper in his pocket that kept going out and, the, and then fell off out of his pocket into the sand. He couldn't find it during the wedding. This is literally friends from college. And I know you love it. And I love it, too. It's such a good show. It's such a good that. show with right. people who obviously love each other just as much as you love these people. Like just yes. formative fucking concrete foundation. 
Um, I think the closest people that I feel that about would be my forensics team. I could have said other things in the past, but too much has gone awry um, <laughs> to be respectful and very vague. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, uh, but I would say my forensics team. I mean, last time, last time I was in LA? When I was in LA last summer, Gabby and I, um, so our, there are two Chris's from our team. One of them is, is Gabby's brother, but the other one is, uh, is just one of my favorite people that I've ever known, uh, Chris Red, and he is like, we call him Sweetums, like the Muppet. Because no. he's just big and loud and chaotic and crazy and really fun and a very good person, but just like constantly playful and chaotic and a little bit destructive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Chris now lives in Long Beach with his wife and their son. And so last time we went to go see Gabby, we were like, we should go see Sweetums. And the two of us took a road trip down to Long Beach, spent the day on the beach with him and his amazing wife, who, like, she's such a balabusta, she knows how to, like, control him. Not in a shitty way. In, like, a, yes, this person absolutely needs a child leash, and she (laughs) is the exact perfect personality for that. Um, And their adorable son, and... Like, we just, we almost immediately just fell back into that playful, feral, crazy energy. And it was so fun. It was uh, so fun. Oh, my God. We just scream laughed all afternoon and evening. And we had we had dinner with their family. And it was just like, it was like no time had passed whatsoever. And that uh, is a group that I have such profound love for that's amazing just all of these feral weirdos and i there was no other place where i got to feel that again it it didn't exist in theater because theater was too it was it was too snobby frankly yeah (laughs) my forensics team was not snobby at all there was a shit ton of talent but like we were just weird art kids weird art and brain kids yep and um and it was it was just so lovely and when i get to hang out with my coach jay it's like it's the same you know it's it's uh it's special that's awesome yeah uh i made the horrible mistake uh about 20 seconds ago of of checking the text that you sent me with the pelican so i did hear the last (laughs) bit of what you said that's okay i understand that I was swallowing the horror that is the inside of Pelican's mouth all the time that you were saying. <laughs> Look at its diva cup mouth. Oh, why? I mean, Res- it's like a reservoir tip. Why? So good. Oh, so God. good. My friend Jessica, who is in Virginia. Um, Camp friend Jessica? Who? Camp friend? Yes. Yes. Camp Yay. friend. But she was, she and I actually know each other since possibly before first grade. Like we know each other from church, which um, is funny because she was like, she was not anti church, but she was like, like tarot cardy, possibly a culty person for a little bit while. 
And she was the first person that made me aware of the fact that I was overly sincere. I didn't know until I knew her. Um, and now she, uh, I think that she and her family still go to church. Um, and it means something very different now, obviously for everybody when you're a grown up, but regardless, all of that, we met at the Methodist church. Um, we grew up in that church. We grew up going to camp together. We went to Girl Scouts together and she was my Wheatsy Bat friend. Like she was the person who either introduced me to Wheatsy Bat or who I found it through. Um, she would burn. Oh, she introduced me to whole. Um, she introduced me to, um, smashing pumpkins, Led Zeppelin. Nice. Like she was so rad. She wore red lipstick before anyone I knew wore red lipstick. She's the one who would write poetry on her clothes. Like she, Oh my God. We would stay up oh. just snarking the fuck out of the whole world and fall asleep on the <laughs> phone together. Oh, I loved that. And I loved that. She went to um, magnet school or something. She went to like the arts, performing arts. Nice. Or writing. Yeah. Maybe, it, maybe it was writing. I think maybe she went for writing. Um, the Whatever. She went to magnet school. And so it was weird because I didn't. It, they sucked your life dry. It was a lot. It was a lot if you were going to go ahead and do that. Um, so we still did some Girl Scout stuff. And she knew about what was happening with my mom in the house. But not very many other people did. Um, and then I guess we fell out of touch a little bit and then maybe one or two years after I had talked to her, I came back home from college and my mom, our car had broken down and she needed to go buy a new car and she didn't apparently have any friends anymore. Oh and she, no. And it was early. Like our, our college got out really, really early. Um, so it was probably like May and none of my friends were home from college yet. So I called Jessica and that was how we got to be, be friends again for that moment. Like it had been a while and it wasn't, it was a tiny bit weird when we saw each other then, but it was a lovely, it was like, oh, I miss you. And I feel like an asshole for having not talked to you for a yes. while. And then Aww. she and I got back together again in, I guess, 2004, maybe, um, maybe MySpace. And we mm-hmm. have been nonstop friends ever since and have um, snarked our way through some horrible shit. And uh, <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, and because she's so far away and because she is likely to never have a big – she has an autistic daughter and she mm-hmm. doesn't travel much because of that. Sure. So, um, understandable. She's probably not going to be up here hanging out with my friend group a whole lot. So I tell her everything. Like I can literally tell her anything because she's never going to, it's not going to matter. <laughs> right. Right. There's no connective tissue. Right. It's like she's, it's like she's in a sliding doors world. <laughs> I love I that. love her. I love her so oh, much. That's awesome. But yeah, she was the first, I remember, oh my God, it was her and me and this girl, I will not say her name. Uh, and I remember her looking at me and she was like, I feel like she's trying to pit you against me. And I was like, but I, you guys had this awful fight and I feel like you were kind of mean to her. And she was like, you know, you you heard her story. And she was like, do you really want to hang out with someone that wholesome? And I looked at, <laughs> and I looked at Jessica and her like red lipstick and her crazy hair and her awesome taste in music. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, I don't. I want to hang out with you. Oh 
my god. You are the better person oh in this equation. Oh my god, she sounds like the coolest person on earth. <laughs> I'm so absolutely cool. having that feeling now of like being a first grader looking at the eighth grader pictures. Oh. <laughs> That's a very uh, specific sensation. <laughs> right? Very specific. That's oh, amazing. Ah, so cool. oh, so, like epically cool. Jesus Christ. I know. She's fucking rad. All right, give me one. Um, I'm gonna give you another adulthood one because there, uh, there are more. There are more from. There are more from when I was younger. But um, these are like the major relationships of my life, and most of them have been in my adult years. Um, so I would say one of my very, very, very closest friends is Kay, and you, of course, know Kay, but. Any of you who have seen me do puppet stuff, um, Kay is one of my best friends just for normal friendship reasons and uh, an empire builder. I mean, we basically, we both jammed on a love of Henson and the Muppets and Fraggle Rock and um, for, for... we worked we worked a job together and we would we would chat about that often and uh for a handful of years and then in like 2012 she was like I'm pretty sure I'm going to make a puppet <laughs> and then Yay! she made one and it was I did really that. good I did that of one day you did. I just woke up and made a puppet I sure did Exactly. And then the puppet was really good. And she was like, I think I can get the hang of it. it." And then she did. And she was really good. And pretty much she and her husband and I started devising this magical world where these puppets were characters who cohabitated together um, and made up a full house family dynamic with these, with these, um, with these puppets who are cats and people and monsters and sheep. And um, we started making our show, The Weirdos Next Door, in 2013. Um, and, it, and it has been a huge, huge nugget of joy in my life. I mean, nice. just the most, like, it's been so hard and so fun and the payoff has been phenomenal because we just like we would spend weekends on weekends on weekends our output was enormous we would do like 10 or 15 minute episodes once a month so we were constantly in production it was unsustainable (laughs) for not making any money you guys were really bonkers well i mean look at us here Mm -hmm. Well, exactly, right. But we weren't under quarantine. You know, we were all still we were all still working and auditioning and I mean there were very like pilot season was always so stressful cuz we would try to plan and then I would get whisked off to LA or I would have to leave last minute or we'd get snowed out. Uh but but I mean our friendship our friendship was formed from this mutual fandom which I guess I could say was the closest thing to a fandom that I had had. Uh, on Talash. And then we made something really special with it that, like, just, it's our, it's our family. And, um, and, you know, she's just, uh, we also both come from real fucked up backgrounds. We're both weird only children, uh, with challenging parental dynamics and, um, 
she's so creative and independent and clever and just like it as grown-ass women in a relationship it is a joy to see her learn and change and grow and she has been witness to my learning and changing and growing in like profound ways um and i just i fucking adore her nice she's a delight yay yay Capricorn Hooray. Moon. Hooray for friends. <laughs> Hooray for friends. Hooray for friends. Really. Like it's uh it's <gasps> remarkable. Maybe someday I'll go into the like bleh, the less than fun things because they're important lessons and they might be helpful for some of you. Probably for all of you. Nobody ever talks about friendship going bad. Nobody. No. And it makes you feel so broken. And oh, wrong when it happens to there's you. There's a profound grief that is really oh. inexplicable, and that's probably why, like with Brene Brown, like if we're afraid to talk about shame, like yeah, Ugh. yeah, nobody talks about it. Everybody Mm-mm. prepares you for romantic breakups. Nobody prepares you for uh for a friendship dissolving, and it no. is absolutely gutting. And it's happened to me so many horrible times. Yeah, and I I will say. I will say I will say in a very circumspect manner that they are people who whose dynamic with me was unhealthy and was built on uh, an earlier a much earlier outdated version of my self esteem and what I felt I deserved in this life sure thousand percent like that's that's just across the board that's the rule for everybody who falls in that uh in that camp but wow but it's still like your heart's still gonna hurt it's still sad and painful and somebody that you cared about even if yes they were not great for you and they did treat you like garbage and they did always put you last um it sucks and it hurts oh that doesn't have anything to do with how much we love people sometimes it makes us love them more Right, especially when you come from trauma bonding. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's what love looks like and feels like. Right. Of course it is. So, yeah, like unlearning that, probably a lifetime of unlearning that because, hello. Right. (laughs) Imprinting. But, you know, beginning to unlearn that was very profound for me. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a a lot. And it's hard to pinpoint even when you do realize what's happening because we don't. (sighs) I was saying this the other day about grief. There are so many things that we in the English language just don't have a vocabulary around. Mm. And grief is one of them. And women's bodies is one of them. (laughs) And you and I have shared so much of both of those things. (laughs) Like, I need more lexicon. Right. Right. If the if the only thing that, that we default to when somebody dies is to say to the survivors that we're sorry, we need something better. We need better than that. And we're going to Oh, that's need such a great point. Real soon. It's, it is exhausting as a person oh, who has lost many people. Because the only yes. thing that you can say when someone says, I'm sorry, is either it's okay or it's not your fault. Like, those are the two things you are setting someone up to have to comfort you. And whether or not you actually mean that because it is just a social contract and it's just what we say, 
I, it felt exhausting to me to over and over and over. I was like, thank you. Like, just thank you. I would just say, thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you. Right. So now I don't know if people think that it's ghost, but when, when people pass away, I say that that sucks. That fucking sucks. That's it terrible. Yeah. I, I love you. That's terrible. I don't know what you're going through. This must hurt. That's what I say. Yeah. 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 Or if it's on a Facebook post, I just put a heart because that's all I can do. Like, I can't. Oh, especially with pets. <laughs> oh, God. If somebody posts about an animal dying, like, uh-huh. just a heart. I, I just put a heart and I run away because I will cry over yes. an animal who I have not met. <laughs> yep. Harder yep. than I will cry over someone who I actually knew in real life. <laughs> <laughs> Relatable. Uh, Very relatable. But yeah, what else? We have, um, we don't have a vocabulary for a lot of things. We don't have a vocabulary for um, platonic friendships that go wrong. We don't have, we don't have a, a vocabulary for grieving for a lost job and or career, which so many of us are Ooh. grieving right now. And that happens so much and it, it, it affects your identity to the fucking core. I love social worker Lillian right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very true. We don't know how to Very talk true. about these things. And I think that's why you're seeing the conversations that you're seeing now of the ways that we are all trying to talk around things. We're trying to talk mm-hmm. about the experience of our day-to-day life. And that is not interesting right now. Because that's how yeah. we small talk with each other. We're trying to be like, well, what did you do today? Oh, are you okay? What are you cooking? Do you want to get on a recipe swap? And that sounds like I'm minimalizing all of that. We're all just trying to fucking get through it. But some people aren't ready to talk about how they feel about having their jobs dissolve. Um, yeah. I just saw yeah. that uh, L.A. says that they're probably not going to do any big um, big group events un- until the, <laughs> until next year. And that's yeah. – I mean, that, that's probably what's going to happen. Right. That, I mean, that's just the – I don't even know how I'm able to be as dispassionate about it as I am because I don't know. This is my schism, whatever. But no. like, that's the science of it, right? Like, right. anytime I want to hope, I'm like, no. This is this is how the science works out. Right. It's not even appropriate to to imagine anything looking like looking like even a Wonderland version of no. what we have ever lived until like 2021. The rest of this whole year. And probably the first half of next year is going to be bonkers. Right. So if I am a performer yeah. and I am living through a time where I cannot perform, what am I? Right. And because of that, because so many of us have not faced that uh, career slash vocation as identity loss so quickly and profoundly, um, I think that's why you're seeing a lot of things that, that's why I'm going to own that. I think that's why I'm seeing a lot of things that don't make sense and that I don't relate to right now where I'm like, that doesn't bring me comfort that. And everybody's having, Oh my God, I'm just going to fucking what about this whole thing to death. Anyway. Um, I think that we are, we are moving through a transition that we can't even begin to understand or to describe. Fathom. And I think that most of right. it is because we avoid talking about things that bring us great pain. Mm, we sure do. That's my story. You bring me great joy. 
you great you bring me great joy and you, you also create a safe space for me to talk about my great pains oh. of which there are many <laughs> That was that was Jen's outdoor Shakespeare voice. <laughs> there are. It's just like that fucking fucking meme that I sent you the other day, where I was read to death by the Astro Poets. God damn it! Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, know thyself, I suppose. <laughs> oh man, you should. I want to find a couple two-person plays that we can read together. I think that that would be fun. Ooh. Ooh. Oh yeah, plays would be fun, and I do think um, I do think taking turns reading a book would be fun too. A book, a book. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be super cute. Oh, this was all the fucks. It was. I mean, honestly, after a fucking month of giving you guys quarantinis <laughs> that have been all over the board in terms of what we tackle. This is very much a return to the heart of all the fucks. Yes. Just like deep, deep love and deep, deep pain and the desire to figure out how you matter. Mm. Whoa. That was too profound for right now. That was much. That was a bit much. It was perfect. It was- <laughs> it, it was, was a, very on brand. It was a bit of much. <laughs> uh, I like also, it. What is there's I somebody like who too. used to say uh the word muchness, like all the muchness or something like that. Mm. That felt very Sounds full like of... a comedian. Oh maybe. Sounds felt... like a comedian with a following. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. What were you gonna say? Uh oh, I think maybe this is the first time that we haven't like ended Wit on just total fucking cocaine giggles. <laughs> That's it. Might be a big relief for the people listening. <laughs> I think. I think so. I mean, look. I think we're a goddamn delight. However, cocaine giggles. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love you. I love you, and we love you guys. We love you guys a lot. Oh, don't let, let us go. know about your favorite friends. Let us know about your favorite friends, please. Yes. Email us, DM Uh, us, whatever. Leave the voicemail on the website. Oh, no, on the website. Um, (laughs) I have more friends to talk about, so I look forward to doing this again. I'm real excited, and I I do have wonderful people in my life that I can absolutely talk about, but I love, love, love hearing about your ride or dies. It makes me very happy. You too. I love hearing about the people who love you. (laughs) I love hearing about the people who love you. (laughs) Mush, mush, mush. Heart full of mashed potatoes. So much mush. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) It is. mashed potato hearts. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. (laughs) 